Welcome back in to Talking Catholic with David O'Gray. The critical race theory, as it is known, has been heavily criticized since it was first proposed by Mr. Derek Bell back in the late 1960s, but has in the past year taken on a new scope of criticism in response to President Trump forbidding government agencies from teaching these critical race theories and offering a dichotomy between American patriotism in Project 1619, which is a really a child-friendly version of the modern critical race theory. And I say modern critical race theory because there are some distinctions between what Derek Bell was proposing versus the fruit of his race-centric critique of American law. Um, so on my radio show on Guadalupe Radio Network, um, some weeks ago, I offered a monologue in which I pointed out how the critical race theory is incompatible with Catholicism. Aside from the critical race theory um, idea that, that race is a social construct rather than a biological one and is preferential option for the poor. But even the application of those truths, the, the praxis of how those valid realities play out within the modern critical race theory in the, with the theorist is not compatible with Catholicism. In that monologue on my radio show, I pointed out how the critical race theory is just another expression of white supremacy. And since that, I've been hearing uh, from others expressing that same sentiment, even Senator Tim Scott pointing out how the lies of the critical race theory impact the views of racism in this country. So here, I'd like to spend just a few more words uh, explaining how the critical race theory is just white supremacy, dressed up without a hood and a cloak, and why those who teach and believe the critical race theory are modern-day Ku Klux Klan members without a secret handshake. Now, the most important thing that you need to know about a critical race theory is that it belongs to a family of ideas that are rooted in Marxism. So whether we are talking about the modern day critical race theory or Derek Bell's critical race theory concept from the late 1960s, you have to view one. Uh, you have to view it as just one of the latest fruits of Marxism. But it is not even close to being one of the earliest ideas that's, that sprang from Marxism for that. Actually, you have to go back and take a look at the black Hebrew Israelite movement that began in the late 1800s and was first uh, was really the first to incorporate Marxism into a religious view. Like Marx, the founders of the black Israelites, Frank Cherry and William Saunders Crowdy, saw that there was a victim class of people. In their view, it was blacks who were being oppressed and lied to by a more powerful group. For Marx, it was a capitalist. And for Cherry and Crowdy, it was the white Christian religious structure. And the oppressed needed to be enlightened um, for them to be free from their hold. From the Hebrew Israelites, we didn't see Elijah Muhammad take up Marxism into religious concept. And was really the first to blend politics with religion in the nation of Islam, which saw the Negro as being oppressed by the white blue-eyed devil, and there needed to be a revolution, both internal and society, to overthrow their hope. Next, we saw J.M.H. Cone from the Masonic African Methodist Episcopal Church take up Marxism into what is now known as Black Liberation Theology. 
and his peers, Derek Bell, took up those same Marxist concepts into the critical race theory. And while his predecessors would use religious texts to prove that the black man had been oppressed by whites, Bell looked at the law in case study to make his case. The most recent effort to take up Marxism as a legitimate philosophy by the scholars is the 1619 Project, which again sees blacks as the oppressed victim and white people as the oppressor. But all these concepts are just one lie after another under the umbrella of Marxism. If you'd like to see a comparative chart to demonstrate the similarities between all these ideas, I post a link in the description box below to take you to my website where you'll see a chart that I laid out uh, comparing all these ideas to their father, Marxism. For now, let's focus on the critical race theory as a modern day expression of Marxism that focuses on race to the detriment of that race by reinforcing the idea that black Americans are inferior to the group um, that that concept is same is oppressing them. And to be sure, it must be stated that, uh, that uh, in 2021, there's nothing that's preventing a black person from achieving anything they want in this country. There, there are no barriers in place to prevent success for blacks who are, who are born. In fact, the only institution that legally targets black Americans is Planned Parenthood and other abortion affiliates. Uh, in, in the womb is where most black people die. In the government and your tax dollars funds that genocide. Yet the critical race theorists and Democrats won't talk about that. And your social justice warriors just want to false equivocate and seamless garment about it all. Now, now, unlike the cousins of the critical race theory under the umbrella of Marxism, the critical race theory is the only one that tangentially evolves into a license for white supremacy. And there are three ways that it does that. First, by falsely teaching and without any real evidence that racism in the United States is common, ordinary, is the common and ordinary experience of most people of color, and that racism is embedded within the systems and institutions of the country, like the legal system, that uh, replicate racial inequality. The critical race theorist uses the legal and political problems of minorities, some minority of a, a basically a minority segment of black Americans, to speak about all black Americans. In doing so, the critical race theory has to, uh, they, they've created a language by which all blacks are objectified and spoken down to by those who are supposedly pressing them. In other words, critical race theory has created a popular narrative that overgeneralizes all black Americans or the majority of black Americans that, 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 that they're poor, undereducated and commit crime. And this is why you hear white liberals exclaim outrageous ideas that, that black people cannot get voter IDs. Even though most black people live in cities where there are multiple places where you can get an ID and there is public transportation and resources to get there. It would be more realistic to state that white people who live in rural areas can, cannot get a voter ID. But, but th this is why you hear whites speak of blacks living in places like the inner city or the black community, which are not even real places. Google Maps cannot tell you where the inner city is or where the black community is because these are mere constructs to objectify, to objectively speak of black people. The critical race theory does not even see individual persons. They only see colors and group patterns. 
poor black people and white people who are oppressing them. And this false language to speak of this objectified group of oppressed black people and this focus on the law as being a problem fosters the idea that white people are supreme to blacks because blacks are essentially handicapped people. Their skin color is their handicap. Because of their skin color, they cannot overcome racism, cannot overcome the system. Because of their skin color, they are poor. Because of their skin color, they have conflicts with the police. Because of their skin color, they do not get a good education. This objectified group of black people who live in the inner city ghettos, nothing is their fault. Right? You being black, it's because of that that you should have lower expectations than immigrants and native-born white people. The critical race theory both harms blacks by telling them that nothing is their fault, that their that their problems are not their fault, and that and it harms white whites by telling them that blacks are handicapped because of the color of their skin. And the latter in them it fosters the idea among whites that their skin color is better because they don't have problems because they're white. They have personal responsibility and expectations to be rich, educated, and better than blacks. And it fosters the idea that when they see a black person with something that they do not have, that that's a problem. Black people should not have what I have unless I give it to them. That um, that, that, that is one of the highest expressions of white supremacy, if you think about it, right? And, and convincing blacks that they need to depend on whites because they are handicapped because of their skin color is one of the highest expressions of black infi, infi, um, inferior, inferiority, uh, which the critical race theory, it fosters. Third, because it objectifies black Americans and looks at groups of um, people and colors um, rather than individuals, the critical race theory, um, uh, and, and because it substitutes individual stories over real data, is re really never able to speak concretely about conditions or offer substance solutions. For example, if we were to take a hard look at 27% of black Americans who live below the poverty line in the United States, which is like 26,000, we will see that over half of these 8 million families are single parent homes. Going deeper into those numbers, we will see that those single parent homes who live below the poverty level um, again, $26,000 a year, we would find that at least 30% of those single parents were high school dropouts. If we were to look at the incarceration rates of those in poverty and high school dropouts, we would see that they are 63% more likely to go to prison. Right? We would see that they are more likely to live in crime-ridden neighborhoods, suffer abuse, and have children on hypertension deficit disorder medication and be receiving social security disability. So by, um, by digging into the numbers, um, we do not see some objectified group of black people who experience societal problems more often than other races. What we see is a problem in our educational system and in our lack of sexual morals. This idea that sex is recreation and that that a man does not have to, to protect women or take responsibility for his actions. But a critical race theory misses that because skin color is a problem, not morals, not education. So the critical race theory accuses white people of not seeing blacks, of just lumping them together. But the critical race theory is guilty itself of that same behavior. 
Another name for the critical race theory would be uh, critical hypocrisy theory in a sense. I look at society as having three houses. Um, the first house is the law. The second house is the application of the law. Um, and the third house is the people affected by the law and the application of the law. What the critical race theory looks um, at being the problem in this cul-de-sac of three houses is the law being the sole problem. It could be the problem or part of it, but what if it's not the law? What if it's the application of the law? There would be, there could be racist people and institutions there, but we don't know. Or what if the problem is not the law or the application law, but rather the people who live in this house? They could be just horrible people who are failing in life and need real help and guidance, but we do not notice their problems because we're too busy focusing on the law being the problem, right? So the silliest thing about the critical race theory is that it pretends that it's God, that it, it has this goal to end racism and to end white supremacy. How do you end a sin? How do you end a sin? If your name is not Jesus or Mary, you're not capable. You, you're capable of sin. And we know that most people are, are going to hell. Therefore, sin is always going to be with us and with most people. So racism is a sin uh, that's associated with pride and supremacy also associated with the sin of pride. It's always going to be with us. And nothing we can do is going to end it. And there is no legal solutions to free people from sin. Only true Christianity uh, can free us from sin. And only the sacraments of Christ through his church equips us to be free from sin. The critical race theory can pretend as much as it wants to be the savior. But it fails just like all the children of Marxism do. So this is... This was a, a look at a, how the critical race theory normalizes white supremacy and why racism is most prevalent in a Democratic Party, because they ought to get to pretend that they care about black people, but are only putting systems in place to oppress them further, especially through their caring system of prolicide, the legal killing of their offspring that uh, they call healthcare. Right? So the next time you hear the phrase critical race theory, just replace those three words with Ku Klux Klan Marxism and you'll get the picture. And if you think it's strange, well, man, David, a lot of people, black people believe in the critical race theory. How can you call black people white supremacist? There's always been black people who um, seem to be against, act in a way that are against the common good of people who look like them, right? Is if that's the goal. You have a whole populace of people, right? About 75% of black men, about 95% of black women in this country, who for the past 80 years or so have been consistently voting for the same party who harms them, right? I'll call it Stockholm Syndrome, if you may, right? I made videos about this whole phenomenon, right? How black Americans, black Americans consistently vote for the same party who harms them most significantly. Uh, and, and even recently, right, you, you had all these black Americans go to the polls and vote the Democrats into office. And 
The Democrats, the first thing they do is pass some sort of bill to protect Asians from hate crimes against blacks, which isn't even a real thing. So it's, it's this constant behavior. So yes, um, it's, it's okay to point out the fact that black Americans support white supremacy when the data matches that evidence. The Democrats are the party white supremacy. They are the party slavery. They've never changed over the years, right? They've just flipped how they express their hatreds for, for blacks. It, it went from slavery on a plantation to economic slavery. It went from lynching on a plantation to abortion. It went from Jim Crow laws to now this bullying behavior of calling blacks who are not on a plantation um, Uncle Toms and Uncle Tims and sellouts. So um, it went from on a plantation of not being illegal to um, educate blacks and teach them to read to now in educational um, counties and cities where Democrats are in charge to high literacy rates among blacks. So it's just been this shift of behavior with the Democrats. And so, yeah, we can call black Democrats or black liberals white supremacists because it, the data supports that evidence. So, but that's all I have to say for now. But until then, and until next time, blessings and shalom to you and to yours. Hi, everybody. Thank you for watching. Subscribe here to get the latest from the show. Also be sure to check out the content you've missed. If you'd like to keep supporting my work, consider joining my team on Patreon, where you'll be gifted great perks like books, hoodies, and mugs. Thanks again.